body. You know, America's all about hot, badass, nasty speed. I mean, that's how you got to play the game of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back behind the mask. Episode seven of this season ten. I'm back. I uh, I missed last week. I was quite the busy man, but I'm sitting in the seat once again, joined alongside Jacob Sitson and Cameron McLaren. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing on this fine evening? Doing solid. Um, nothing really to complain about right now. You know, uh, I mean the the last series this weekend could have gone a little better, but um, you know, as a whole. New, more games coming up this weekend. They got Fair State. Uh, yeah, well, excited to watch the game. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I was trying to play babysitter with Jacob over here cheering in the press box. Press box. That's a no-no, my guy. I I did feel his excitement when Michigan did, or Michigan State did get within a one-shot hockey game, but, you know, it, it, we're, we're – we're, we're businessmen now. We, we have a job to do. We don't get to cheer. Can, but on this podcast, sometimes we do get to cheer. So I completely forgot that wasn't even a thing. I forgot like that even happened. Not yeah, gonna lie. yeah, I had to. He, he raises his arms at the second goal, and I'm like, no, I was getting, no. Fine. I, was getting, <laughs> I was getting into it. Getting into it. Yeah, we'll get to that game in a second. That game was intense towards the end. And we'll it talk was a about good game. It. I'm just sorry for getting It was a very good game. Sorry for being enthusiastic. Okay, no no, no need to be sorry, but uh, we got some other stuff to talk about before we talk about that series. A look across the Big Ten right now. Michigan, ranked number two in the nation, leads the Big Ten 8-2 and two overall, followed by Ohio State with an overall record of 6-2. and two. They are currently ranked 18. Minnesota, 6-4. and four. They're currently ranked number six off of having some uh, tough non-conference schedule to start the season. Wisconsin, now in the middle of the pack. They're fourth in the Big Ten right now at 4-6. and six. Michigan State, Right behind them in fifth place at four, five, and one. Penn State at six and three is somehow behind Michigan State just because of Big Ten play, but they are ranked number nineteenth. And then Notre Dame sitting in last in the Big Ten, which they also have a six, three, and zero record. So it's a little bit of weirdness in the standings right now. Notre Dame is ranked fifteenth as well. A lot of teams in the Big Ten ranked. The only two non-ranked is Wisconsin and Michigan State. Some games to note. Wisconsin did take on Minnesota that this past weekend. They were able to pull one overtime W, 4-3, to three, and then they dropped the next game 1-4. to four. But, hey, they split. And thank you, Matt, for uh, giving me that pick in the pickums. I appreciate it, Matt. Uh, some out-of-conference action. Notre Dame swept Holy Cross 5-2 and 4-1, to one respectively. And, uh, well, I guess a little scoreline or a little uh, coincidence. That was the same scoreline that uh Penn State or Ohio State beat Penn State they the game first game was five to two second game is four to one and same in the Notre Dame sweeping Holy Cross series so um and uh, just a random game to note number 10 Western Michigan split against number four Minnesota Duluth I thought hey you know Michigan hockey school why not bring it up on the pod real quick and then the series that we're gonna get into MSU versus U of M. MSU dropped the first game seven to two at Yoast. It was kind of kind of done early. Actually, Michigan State did kind of fight back two to one, but then after that, you know, seven to two, you could see what happened there. And then when the two teams came to Mun, it was a whole entire different story. It was hard fought. It was close. MSU tried to claw back, but they eventually lose two to three. So hey, let's talk about that game. Well, not not the two to three game, but let's talk about the seven to two game first, which I mean, we don't really want to that much, but we'll go ahead and do it for you. Michigan opened up the scoring early, never really looked back. 
Cole Krieger and Mitchell Matson both got their first goals of the season, so depth scoring is always good to see. Unfortunately, none of the top guys were scoring, and Michigan State lost seven to two, but that was that. MSU was outshot thirty-five to twenty-eight. Uh, Charleston was in the net for this game. He played all sixty minutes. He led in seven goals and made twenty-seven or twenty-eight saves. Rather, uh, it was a very, very chippy game. Lots of penalties, and there were actually three game misconducts. I mean, hey, it's a rivalry game. What can you expect? But uh, anything about game one, gentlemen? I mean, just like front to back, it was just Michigan just took them to the woodshed. It was it was just not fun to watch. I wait, mean, wait, they took Michigan, took Michigan State to I, I, Michigan I get, State's football I get, stadium. I get the whoa, hey. I mean, like it was just it was just not close from front to back. I get the reference, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like uh, it was not. They it was just complete thrashing of the Spartans for for like a whole sixty minutes. It was just not fun to watch. I mean. I had the liberty of watching some of that game through the free like hour that you get on Big Ten Network whenever you look at it online and try to stream. But I mean, some of the goals that Michigan State gave up, like just just a few of them. I think the second one, um, after Beneers, I think opened the scoring. It was off of a bad line change. It's like it was a three on zero because Michigan State had almost nobody on the ice. So um, it was just it was a lot of self inflicted errors that cost them in that game. Uh, good for Cole Krieger getting on the score sheet. Good for him. Mitchell Matson, he had a very good series in in my eyes, just from uh, from watching him, especially Saturday night when we did get to cover that game. Uh, both Calgary draft picks looked very good over the weekend. And um, one of the things that I did, well, actually, I'll I'll get into that in game two. But um, the seven goals that Charleston let in, that's going to inflate his statistics. But like some of them, he had just no chance on. But I, w- I will say this, Michigan did have a few chances where they looked like, okay, there's a couple of goals that could squeak by Portillo. Uh, they, their defense looked easy to pass through at some points, and Portillo looked a little bit like, okay, bend but don't break, but he looked like he was breaking there a couple of times, and then we'll talk about it in Game 2, but there there was that showed a lot more in Game 2. Speaking of Game 2, Michigan State unable to come back for the W. They lose 3-2 to two at Munn. Uh, Michigan scored their first goal 44 seconds into the game, and they finished the first up 3-0, so it kind of really looked like the same result was going to happen, but that was not the case. Last year, Michigan State, I would say that would have probably happened. They would have got their doors blown off, but this year, no. Uh, Michigan made it 3-0 early, but Griffin Logren in the second, he nets his third goal of the season, and then Nicholas Mueller, he follows up early in the third, makes it 3-2, and from then on, it was just... You know, you're biting your nails. You're it's back and forth action. It was very, very close game, and um, yeah, Spartans did fall three to two, unfortunately, as they were not able to tie the game. Drew Deritter was pulled if a minute thirty left. They couldn't get the equalizer. They fall. Uh, Michigan State outshot again in this game, twenty six to twenty. Deritter made twenty three out of twenty six saves, and now he actually sits eleventh nationally with a save percentage of ninety three point five. So that's something to note for him. Uh, despite no power play goals on the weekend, or Michigan State, rather, had no power play goals on the weekend to Michigan's three, uh, Michigan State's power play does sit at 20th nationally at 22.6. So something else positive to note, awful loss, because why not? And with this loss, Michigan State falls to 4-5-1 and one overall, fifth in the Big Ten, and U of M moves on to 8-2 and two overall and first in the Big Ten. So, gentlemen, what do you got about Game 2? We probably got a lot to talk about, so let's just jump right into it. Well, I really want to know what Coach Cole said to the team in the locker room during that first intermission because that first period for Michigan State was just not good. They were, I mean, 
a lot of things like for a lot of those goals were just a combo of like self-inflicted errors and just the talent of Michigan really showing, you know, cause like I, what Maddie Beniers had two of those goals. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, so, you know, that's a second overall pick right there. And I mean, it's just that talent was kind of, you know, showing there for a minute, but then I would, I would argue, and I think Cam and I mentioned this Michigan state looked like the better team for the second and third periods. So I think really what it was, they they got themselves in a hole too early or too big a hole too early and they just couldn't climb out of it, but they did. But there are a lot of positives to take away from that series, and they definitely looked like the better team, I think, um, for most of that game. You see, like, the response for me to that would be, I, I remember talking to Neil Kepke, one of the, the writers for Michigan State Hockey, and um, Nate Bott, who also writes for LSJ, I, I looked over to them uh, after the second period into the center, second intermission, and I looked, I said, you know, Michigan State's been the better team for most of this game. And they were like, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, you can't really say that when you're down uh, 3 nothing immediately yeah, again <laughs> for a second straight game. But to me, it they look like 44 seconds in, you give up the early goal. That's always going to be a, a Debbie Downer. But they look better between the first and second goals. I think the second goal, if I remember correctly, was just another self-inflicted error. Uh, the third goal, I don't, I don't even remember that. Like, not gonna lie, all I can remember what is Lochran scoring the opening goal, and it, it. If you take a look at the replay of it, ev- almost I think everybody on the ice touched the puck, and it all started from a very good zone read, um, by one of Michigan State's defensemen. I forgot if it was Neenhouse, Sasana, or if it was Gucciardi. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it they everybody touched the puck on that and that's when they saw that Portillo was super like uber aggressive because the one thing I did notice from Michigan State over the weekend was they abandoned the crash the front I I don't even know exactly how to even call this but essentially a lot of what they were doing early on in the season was get the puck up to the point and take a slap shot that'll careen off the boards and just find its way right to one of the one of the sides of the net right by the post and they would have two guys there. Um, sometimes it was Joshua and Lochran. That's usually who I saw there. And they would just go and whack at it, like the, the greasiest among greasy goals. But they didn't have to do that a lot. And it kind of showed in the first game as well because Michigan State, had they caught Portillo out a few times in that first game. They completely abandoned that scheme and just kind of passed the puck around. And they had a lot of odd man opportunities to put the puck behind Portillo. And Portillo was out of his net was able to get a couple of poke checks in, but it could have easily been 4-2 to two Michigan State after the second and halfway through the third period just because of the way that Portillo was playing. He was playing so aggressive that Michigan State tried to go around him, and they almost did a couple of times. Uh, Nodler, I think, almost had two or three opportunities. Hodges and I think Mueller did as well. But it just didn't work out for them. Um, the one thing I, I wanted to get this week whenever I was at um, – Dayton Cole's press conference and at practice, but I didn't get a chance to ask him was the chance, the scoring chance statistics. And it, I, I know that Cole made a reference to it on Monday. I don't know the exact numbers, but Michigan, like I think shots were seven to three for Michigan state in that third period with two of Michigan's three shots coming within the first two minutes of the frame. They only had one shot. I think the final 18 minutes of the game. That's impressive to shut down that high caliber Michigan team to three shots in a period. That's it, that's good. 
and the thing was is it was it was lurking um a lot of the a lot of the guys from a lot of Michigan State players were basically saying they didn't lose the game. They just ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Which, if, if you take a look at that second and third periods, they they ran out of time. They just couldn't find a way to get past Portillo, and they had ample opportunities too. And I don't I don't know what the scoring chance opportunities were, what the the sp- disparity was between them, but there they was it was large. In my opinion, it had to have been large. But yeah, that's that's just my spiel on it. Yep. So. Michigan State falls, losing both games in that series. Second game, a lot better than the first, obviously. But um, something else to note, this was, or the second game was actually Mitchell Lewandowski's fifth game, not in the lineup. Uh, We don't really know the extent of what the injury is, but one of you guys said that, is, is he like day-to-day soon, or like what what's up with that? That's kind of how Coach Cole is making it sound in his press conferences and whatnot. Um, Really, he said it was going to have to kind of depend more on how he was in practice this week and see where he was at then before they'd make a decision on whether or not he'd play for Ferris at all uh, for the Ferris series. But from the way it's being, from the way it's sounding, I think one of you, I think it was Cam, said he wasn't at pre- wasn't on the ice at practice today. I don't know if I saw him. Well, okay, yeah. So we don't know that for sure. Um, you're, so, you're just covering yourself to make sure you might just have been there, sure. but yeah. Wasn't. So like, I'm <laughs> I'm at I'm under the impression of if I go to practice, what happens behind those closed doors at Mun stays in those closed doors at Mun. So, but the intel, yeah, people but there's to behind the mask for this reason, maybe. I don't but know. yeah, Did which is listen? why this this is know. which is why hopefully this podcast will go out, you know, a few maybe like one two hours before the game, just in case a like certain people listen and they're like, oh, he shouldn't know that. It's like okay, basically, My bad. Basically, what we're saying is at the time of taping, this would be uh, listed as doubtful. Would probably be the right way to put it. I think. Yes. Yeah, and one of you guys said it best. It doesn't make sense for Lewandowski to come back off a non-conference if he's still laboring something. The next week is against Wisconsin, so that would make sense, especially against yeah. a Ferris team that plays the body very hard. So that, and you also don't want to rush one of your star players back yeah. from injury too, because mm-hmm. then at that point you run the risk of him coming back too early and then potentially injuring it further. And then now you have even more problems to do. And then you take a look at Michigan state's offense over the past few games where it's like, okay, if if the water pipe ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, like put some duct tape here and there and let it go. So that's just my take on it. So moving on from that, we have a new series to look at. I'm actually really interested in this series. It's a non-conference one against Ferris state in state rivalry but uh, it's, it seems like a fun series. It is actually a home-and-home, home, so Michigan State will host the first game on Thursday night, and then Ferris will host the second game on Saturday. So Thursday and Saturday, not Friday and Saturday, like it normally is. Uh, the all-time record of this series, Michigan State actually leads it, 75-38-15. And, 15. and uh, since the two teams split conferences eight years ago, they have faced off 11 times, and Michigan State has been able to take seven out of those contests. Uh, the last last time they did actually face MSU won five to two. That was in the Great Lakes Invitational in 2019, and they have not played since. So they get an actual series instead of just one game this time. This season, though, Ferris State they're four and six. They've had some tough uh, or a tough early schedule as well. Uh, last week they did actually steal a game against number two Minnesota State two to one at home. They follow that up with a 5-1 loss. But, hey, if you could take a game off a series against the number two team in the nation, you're going to do that. Something that Michigan State couldn't do against the number three team this weekend. But uh, some similarities between the teams. Both teams have faced off against Miami of Ohio. 
Uh, Ferris opened up the season against them. They lost the first game 4-7, to seven, then won the second game 4-3 to three in overtime. And uh, when MSU met the Red Hawks, they actually swept them 3-1 and 2-1. So, hey, if you want to take that into note, there it is. And uh, just, just a dude to watch on Ferris. Uh, he goes by the name of Bradley Merrick. He's a freshman playing for his hometown team. And he is actually he's leading the team in goals of five. And he scored both goals in the 2-1 win against Minnesota State. So he's definitely going to be playing with some confidence. So watch out for him on the ice. He's fast and he could score some goals. So, gentlemen... What do you guys have on this series? I don't quite know what to make of it, per se. I think it's going to be a good you know, litmus test of kind of where the Spartans are at right now. Um, there's definitely a lot of things they could build off of off of that Michigan series, specifically the last two periods of Game 2. Um, there's a, So I think if they can build on that, on a lot of the good things they were doing, uh, mainly being aggressive on the forecheck uh, and really kind of trying to capitalize on mistakes um, that the other team makes and turn those into points and uh, scoring opportunities, then I think they're in a really good position to win this game. But yeah, it's it, on paper, Ferris is just kind of a weird team. I've because I they, I mean, obviously, like they stole that one game. Um, what do we say? St. Cloud State was that right? Minnesota, Minnesota State. State. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, so like, it's just, and then they came back the next game and they lost five one. So it's just it's very strange just look just looking at the opponents they played this year i don't quite know how to figure them out there's, there's a lot of splits that just i don't quite know yeah and i mean they're also in the ccha which as it stands right now is just it's one of those since it disbanded in 2013 now that the teams that are back in it you take a look at who is in it minnesota state is in there bowling green bemidji lake superior north northern michigan ferris Michigan Tech and St. Thomas, and those are all teams that some of them made uh, headlines last year. Bemidji swept, or Bemidji beat Wisconsin opening round of the NCAA tournament last year. Lake Superior wasn't that good last year, but they've since turned it around. Northern looks decent this year. Bowling Green and Minnesota State are also in the same division, so I don't know if I mentioned St. Thomas, but they're also in this division. But it's just, if you take a look, Ferris played Miami, so therefore if the eye test, therefore Michigan State technically should beat Ferris, but this is a team that likes, to, like as I said earlier, they like to play the body, so this is going to be a very a very good matchup of two teams that are very hard on the forecheck, that are very physical with styles of play, which is something that Michigan State's going to match up with because there's not a lot of Big Ten teams that play Michigan State like Michigan State would play themselves. Um, so this would be essentially this is essentially Michigan State versus Michigan State 2.0. That is maybe an hour and a half to two hours down the road mm. or northwest up the road. Yeah, there up you the go. road. You got to get that Michigan geography going. Yeah, you you Texas boy. So um, that's it for that that little preview. And uh, we got the best segment on earth. That's sarcasm. Blake wins if Jacob Simpson Michigan State will win some games if they do what. Um, really, if they can kind of just keep that aggression on the forecheck that they had in the last game, I think. Um, main thing for that is just there was a big stretch during that second game where it looked like Michigan just could not get the puck out of their own zone. Whenever they did, it was going right back the other way. Um, just like they were, Michigan was trying to push the pace so much that Michigan State was able to take advantage of it. And I feel like same thing can happen there. The forecheck is one of the most important things in hockey. I mean, uh, Really, so I think it's just the 
if they can just keep up that same aggression, force some turnovers in the offensive zone, and then they'll be able to, to make um, Ferris State pay for it. Cameron, Michigan State will win if they do what? Control the neutral zone. I mean, it's it's. I'm going to be the, I want to say, like the historian of hockey cliches probably this year with just how I'm going to do these picks. But if you take a look at the last two periods against that Michigan the against Michigan with that series, Michigan State just completely controlled the neutral zone. And when they limited the turnovers, limited the self-inflicted errors, that was when they, they scored and when they had success, success at limiting a high-powered offense such as Michigan. So for me, it's they're going to have to, as Jacob said, control the turnovers. Um, it, your weird way around it and also saying that in your pick. Yeah. It's going to be they're going to have to control the neutral zone. They're going to have to be able to get physical when Ferris tries to break out. They're going to they're gonna have to have smooth breakouts, and they're, they're just going to have to be able to win those nitty-gritty battles right from blue line to blue line. So to me, if they can do that, they should be in very good – um, position to win a few games this this week and, and go from there. For me, Michigan State will win if I'm going for the easy cop-out of an answer, but if they score a power play goal, or I guess more generally I could say if they win the special teams battle. Last weekend, Michigan State scored zero power play goals in both games, or, well, in the whole entire series, and uh, Michigan was able to get three in the weekend and win both games. I think if you throw a power play goal in the mix, especially in that second one, you know, that's a whole different game. That's a scoreline that could be 4-3 Michigan State. Uh, it's been good. I mentioned earlier they're 20th in the nation. So it's something that you can count on, you can rely on, and use it as your weapon. So I hope that Michigan State can definitely get back to some power play prowess. And uh, we'll see what happens in this week. And uh, Jacob, Ferris State, the Bulldogs, will travel to Michigan State and win if they do what? I'm going to say if they allow less than three goals. The thing is with Fair State, when I when I look at their schedule and you know the results of who they've played so far, they always either are getting to very close games or they kind of just get blown out of the water and they don't really like to do or well in a lot of senses. Um, and it doesn't seem like you know keeping the puck out of their net is a huge priority for them. Uh, from what I've seen, they have a tendency to have these games where they just where the the flood dam kind of just the floodgates kind of just open and. Like, for example, they got seven hung on them in their first game by Miami, the team that Michigan State swept. Um, and then they've had, like, their most recent game was a 5-1 loss to Minnesota State, but that's kind of to be expected. Um, and then, you know, St. Thomas, they lost in one of those games 5-2. Uh, but, like, in other games, they've won, they've beaten Minnesota State and St. Thomas both 2-1. to one. All of their wins so far are one-goal games, except for a 4-2 win over Canisius. Hmm. So I think, really, if they can kind of drag Michigan State into this more low-scoring, slugfest type of game, generally the kind of games we, we talk about Michigan State liking to play, then I think Ferris has a really good shot of winning. Cam, Ferris is going to get some Ws on their score or on their record if they do what? I say just take a lead going into the first intermission. I mean, we take a look at Michigan State this year. This is a team that two years ago, like to play from behind. They had a lot of comeback victories last season, not so much, and I, I keep harping on this, but this year it just seems like if they if if Ferris can take a one two goal or one, a one or two goal lead into that first intermission, they're, they're playing with house money at that point. You're able to you you feel a lot more freer, especially going into somebody else's barn, um, like they will be tomorrow night when they um when they come to Mun, um, 
you, you want to get up early on an opponent. Like that's just number one. You always want to do that. But if it, it's all about who gets that second goal, if you can get that second goal going into the first period, you're up two nothing. You're playing with house money. You got forty minutes left. You you got two halves. It's it's you can take it shift by shift at that point instead of trying to look at it from a bigger picture. So for me, Ferris, if they can get a lead going into the first intermission, um, it's going to be tough for the Spartans to come back, especially with the physical brand of hockey that Ferris plays. For me, I'm going to go with a little bit of a weird answer, but hey, why not? It works. So uh, I'm going to say if the aforementioned Bradley Merrick off the Bulldogs, if he scores a goal, they will win some games. If you look at all their wins, all but one, Merrick actually has scored and he hasn't scored in any of their losses, so that's definitely something to look at. So, yeah, I think Ferris State will win if he scores, and that's a weird one, but, hey, we'll take it. So moving away from blank wins, if moving into the schedule update, uh, Michigan State did drop their weekend series against U of M. We don't need to talk about that anymore, but upcoming, Michigan, State's, Michigan State takes on Ferris at 7 Thursday night. Hopefully this podcast will be uploaded by then. And uh, they t- they play the second game November 13th, Saturday at 7 p.m. at Ferris. So it is a home-and-home. Home. Both games will not be at Munn. The following weekend, Michigan State travels to Wisconsin. Uh, on Friday at 7 p.m., they'll play the first game. And then at Saturday, we don't know the time yet, they'll play the second game. They will have a week off after that and then start off their December sheet at Penn State at 7 p.m. on Friday, and then December 4th, Saturday, 5 p.m. at Penn State again, yes. And the one thing to note for everybody that listens to this podcast and is actually in the state of Michigan, the last time you will be able to see the Michigan State Spartans until the Great Lakes Invitational will actually be that Wisconsin series. Yeah, I think I misspoke and said it was at Wisconsin. Nope, that series is at Munn next weekend, so thank you, Cam, for that. And uh, moving away from the schedule, moving into the pickums. I want some music for this man. That'd I feel so like we sick. need to get like a like a specialized intro specifically just to play right when the pickums. Yeah, I know that's cool. too much work for the editing team we have. <laughs> the editing, the team. editing, the editing team. team, which is literally just Ryan. <laughs> Me, I was gonna say computer. it's literally just Ryan, but still. <laughs> yes, the editing editing lot, team can't do it. It uh, makes it sound cooler if we I have a whole team, a dedicated team to this. We we just yes. need to have like we need to go through some of our older podcasts and just pick out like the one line the, like the one line segments where it's just like, oh you're really gonna say that or you're really gonna pick that team <laughs> where we're just right now. Each other. <laughs> okay, yeah. so so pickups. Uh update in the scores uh last week we all guessed notre dame over holy cross actually matt did pick for me uh so i wasn't here so thank you matt for that he did very good he did pretty good so uh everybody picked notre dame over holy cross nobody picked ohio state sweeping penn state so that was kind of shocking uh plus one point to me because minnesota and wisconsin split their series so thank you for that matt and two points to Cam and Jacob for Michigan or for Michigan for picking the Michigan sweep. I'm getting ahead of my words there. There we go. So update in the scores. I still sit in dead last with 14. Cameron though with 18 points is one point behind Jacob with 19. So we could we could have some shaking in the standings, which I don't think has happened all year. I think Jacob jumped out to a lead and it's been like that since. So uh, hey, let's let's get some picks that'll hopefully shake up to some standings here. The first series number two, Michigan travels to. Happy Valley to take on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Jacob, who are you picking? Uh, I got a Michigan sweep. I mean, they, they're coming off a sweep this week and, or this past week against Michigan State. Um, I don't see a reason why that should why that should stop. Michigan is one of the most talented teams in the country. Give me this. Give me the Wolverines. 
can. God, I hate you, right? <laughs> I, I just I see have... him <laughs> scribble out his pick before I do mine. I He's probably going to follow the same logic that I am. Uh, Michigan looks beatable. Uh, but with Penn State, I don't know how, how they got swept by Ohio State unless that kid, Dobesh, is just that guy who's going to be that guy in the Big Ten. He's probably going to be like another Jack LaFontaine where it's like, okay, how – how do you score against this kid? Well, I mean, Michigan State did put three past them, but we're not going to talk about that. So, to me, uh, Michigan looks beatable, but I don't think Penn State can beat them. So, I've got Michigan in a sweep for that matter. So, I literally just changed my mind. I I had a Michigan pick. Boo. Changed it to a split. I know. Last second. I didn't plan it, by the way. Just, just happened. Like, my brain was like, yep, we're going to do it. We're going to change it. The reason why is I'm going to follow exactly what you said, but the only thing is... They're at Penn State. Penn State's a hostile environment, and Michigan showed that, yeah, they're beatable. Michigan State almost came back on them from three goals down. So I'm saying, hey, I got I to gotta get some points back somehow. Hopefully a split will get me there, and if not, you guys are uh, further away from me. But, yeah, I'm taking the split. So next series, number 18, Ohio State, just coming off that Penn State sweep at number six. Minnesota goal to go for Jacob, who you got? Uh, I got the Golden Gophers in a, in a sweep here. Um, I still don't quite know what to make of Ohio State. They're a good team, but and they came off that sweep against Penn State. But I really, I I don't, I'm not sold on Penn State thus far. So I don't know how much value I put into that sweep. Plus, Minnesota, very good team. They've been pretty good so far in the in Big Ten play. Uh, only dropped one overtime game against Wisconsin so far. The four games they've played. Uh, in the conference, so I so far I like what I see from the from the Gophers, so I'm gonna take them. I just don't know what to make of any team in the Big Ten right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> in, in my honest opinion, this could also go into a sweep, just because I mean, Ohio State. Okay, they beat Penn State and they beat them convincingly. Good for them. I thought it was Penn State revenge tour. You could quote me saying that. I think earlier this year on the podcast. Apparently, it's not. Who knows? It's anymore. Ohio State Revenge Store. Ah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not. not. I, I've it's got, not. I've got Minnesota. <laughs> I, I just think Minnesota's a more complete team, um, and I, they are the more convincing team, and so therefore I will pick them because I have a lot more confidence with them. Yep, it's pretty much same reasons. I, I think you could see Michigan and Minnesota as the teams that as they are. You can tell what they're gonna do week in, week out. But Penn State, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Michigan State, I, I don't really know what to think of them week in, week out. So I'm going to go for the team that I actually have some confidence in, and I'm going to put two points on Minnesota for the sweep. The next game on the, the BTM pickums here, Wisconsin traveling to South Bend to take on number 15, Notre Dame. Jacob, you already know what I'm going to say, but who you got? So, you know how we were talking on this, this kind of, Cam was saying specifically, you know, it doesn't know what to make of any team in the Big Ten. And that, I think there's no team really that embodies that more than the Wisconsin Badgers. That's, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's still all that talent on, on the roster from last year, you know, like. Um, well, minus Cole. Well, minus, minus Cole Caulfield, you know, big piece. Which yes. he's playing in the AHL now. <laughs> yeah, for Laval. <laughs> Sorry. I had to put that in. Right. Sorry, Cole. Um, but, Yeah. It's just, it's such a weird, like, I don't know what to expect from this team. And, I mean, you can take their last two series for an example. They split series against both Minnesota and Michigan. And then, but, like, you know, dropped, you know, St. Cloud State or, uh, and got swept in Michigan Tech first series of the, of the year. So, I, I just, I don't know what to expect from them at all. And, I mean, Notre Dame also, by the same token, looks solid, but they haven't really played anybody. 
So I really, I don't know what to make about either team yet to this point. And so that's why I'm just going to say I split and kind of just throw the towel in on this one. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that I knew nothing about any of the teams in the Big Ten because no. I think you were skirt, like skating no, no, on thin no. ice there a little no, bit, buddy. No, 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 no. You, yeah, you but, guys are one seat closer. Watch out what you say. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got... We switching chairs for today. Yeah, yeah, we got a kangaroo. We have a, uh, we have a, stu- we have a stuck <laughs> kangaroo, kangaroo sitting in my usual spot this week for some uh, reason. Yep. Uh, his name is Joey. On. His name yeah. is Joey, and we've decided that he's a Coyotes fan. Yeah, uh, poor Joey. <laughs> poor I, poor I Joey hates his you. life. We, right might, we might put something on, on one of our Twitters or something because it's just it's funny, but he's just chilling there. Joey, you want to say anything for the pod? Wise Didn't man. think so. <laughs> Didn't think Horrible take. So. He knows his place. You did hear what he said. No, I'm kidding. But as, where, where as for sorry? my Go pick, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of Wisconsin. Uh, and if I remember correctly, this is a, still the same Notre Dame team that lost to the development program earlier this season. So. I, I just I don't know. I hate the fact that the Big Ten just does not have any clear favorites. It just does not distinguish itself like layers in water. Like when everybody has a science experiment in middle school or high school when you put oil and gasoline and all that fun stuff into a water bottle and see it all create layers. It's like that's not the Big Ten this year, at least not right now. So we'll see a little bit more in the second, the post-holiday break, mm-hmm. post uh GLI, fun stuffs. But yeah, I've got a split. I don't know what to make of these two teams. So yeah. See, that's the thing about the Big Ten this year. It's so far it's been pretty much like nothing but chaos since the first since conference play has started. And as much as I do love chaos. We love chaos. Uh it's not fun for the pickums. Yeah, it's not fun no. for, for <laughs> hypothetical betting. So mm-hmm. So for that series, I'm also gonna take a split. I think at the end of the season when you look at these two teams are gonna be very even in the standings and although I'm not too confident about saying that right now because, like we've said a hundred times, we don't really know what the Big Ten's looking like right now. I'm just going to go for the easy pick and go for the one point with the split. The last series in the pickums, of course, you could have guessed it. Michigan State taking on Ferris State. Jacob, who you got? I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to take the Spartans in this one. I'm, I'm taking Spartans for a sweep, I think. Okay. My thing is, I'm st- I just... Do not know what my you know quote of the day. I do not know what to make of this team. Talk, <laughs> talking about Ferris, State we should have that on a soundboard. I'll just press it every time. <laughs> <laughs> what do we know? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. No, but like that's the thing. They've dropped some. They've gotten. That's the big thing I was talking about during the blank wins. If was Ferris State has a tendency to let the floodgates open and teams can kind of score. At will, almost. I mean, like I said, they lot they got seven hung on them by Miami. Uh, they got four hung on them twice by Western Michigan. Five by Minnesota State. Five by St. Thomas. So on and so forth. Right. So I, I, if I'm the Spartans, I think I'm kind of licking my chops at this because they the offensive looked fairly well this year. So far, looked very good so far this year. It's not like you know last year's Wisconsin level of offense, but there is a lot to build on there. And I think when you combine, you know, the goaltending play that Michigan State's been getting so far this year with an improved offense, I think this is one of those games the Spartans, I think, can very well has a good chance of coming out with both of those wins. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I I just... You could say I, I I just don't know. I'm ready. I can press right. it. Yeah, just, I just don't the know. imaginary. <laughs> yeah, the imaginary pressing of the the I don't know button. To me, I can see Michigan State because they have a better record, both in Big Rapids, all time, and in EL. So like, 
you're automatically playing with house money at that point if you if you bet the Spartans. But for me, it's just I don't I don't know if they could do it in Big Rapids this year. I, I think Michigan State pulls out a, a decent victory Thursday night, tomorrow night. Um at home at Mun, but it's it's what's going to happen whenever they go to the go to Big Rapids and play in a rink that it, it feels like it's on top of you with the way that it, it looks. So yeah, if they go to Big Rapids after, or if MSU wins the first game and they travel back to Big Rapids, that's where Ferris State took on Minnesota State and won two one. So I find it very hard to be able to sweep them off of that. Sorry, Cam, keep going. Yeah, but I mean just. To me, I think a split is the most logical choice because this is essentially like Michigan State versus Michigan State. Um, Dang it, I was going to say that. <laughs> I mean, I think they have that one kid. I, I forgot you just said his name. Bradley too. Merrick. Yeah, Merrick's got, I that think, freshman. 10 points. or he's got, He's got like nine points. I think I think he's got seven, five goals, two assists. But he's got the five yeah, goals. Yeah, the, they, they have a few top goals or top points scores just like Michigan State does. It, they, they look almost the exact same on paper. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, to me, I'm just going to go with a split. It's a safe choice. Jacob, I applaud you for going out on a limb. I don't think I've picked an MSU s- no, s- sweep no. all season, and I am not about to do it now. So, See, I, my thing with that is, you know, you're talking about, you know, taking that being the most logical choice, but I think, I don't know, I feel like when I've let logic dictate my picks too much, that's when I end up messing up the picks. So, and I hope you mess up because I'm I'm breathing on is, your neck there. Uh, technically, I hope both of you guys mess if up. If it's a split, if hey. it's a split then I think Cam if, yeah. With love. If With it's love. a split then Cam ties me then. Yeah, that's how it works. If it's a split yeah. then Cam ties yeah. me. Yep. And then if MSU sweeps then I go up by 3. I'll I'll take that. I'll well, take it. Well, shoot, we will see. We will see if we are geniuses even though we don't know anything and we'll see who stands on top. After this week, oh, oh boy! Oh wait, what's your pick? <laughs> oh, oh shoot, I didn't go. Yeah, My, <laughs> come on, you, buddy. That's how you guys are looking at me, strange. Um, well, <laughs> even Joey I, looked at you strange. Oh, he, he wanted is, you to make hey, the pick. Hey, you can't look at me like that. I'll fight. Oh, maybe I don't want to fight a kangaroo. Never mind. <laughs> uh, he would probably beat me up. But um, <laughs> the same thing Cam said. I, I know I've copied what he's said a hundred times. These teams look very, very, very similar, and it's going to be hard to see one team taking two games. So I'm going with the easy one point and the split. Hopefully Cam and I are right and Jacob's wrong so we could get a little bit closer. But Hey, no. Well, well, come on, I got to root for myself. I'm like, oh, man, I oh. hope you pull away with the pickums, and it's so boring that we don't even have to do them. Nah, I'm not going to say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're just not going to mention how last year he he basically I, pulled I an Atlanta say, Falcons oh, could, a 24-3 or 28-3. Yeah, and who Michigan ended up winning that. the pickums last year? Oh, yeah. What's the UK? This guy. Oh, it was, it this was guy. that guy. This guy. Was that guy right over there? I had one to four odds. I had a 25% chance because the state of Minnesota could have won the national championship. Oh, yeah. They didn't. Thank you, UMass. The only team in Massachusetts that I will ever support for one podcast. You're an honorary UMass fan. No, I, I, okay, UMass fan. I thought you were going to say like a Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Well, Matt. I I know, I know person exactly. From Massachusetts, person, oh, from, person Massachusetts. from Massachusetts. That's so boring. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm I'm from upstate New York, so no, well, I I don't like that. I will I will wholeheartedly say no. Give, oh. Gives me the keys to like anywhere in the Northeast. No, I'm gonna give you a Massachusetts jersey. I uh, no. a UMass jersey. I'll take <laughs> yeah. a UMass jersey. Okay, maybe I won't give you one then. Uh, I'll, I'll go straight up to Niski and I'll get a Union jersey as well to match it. So. <laughs> Okay, so now we can move away from the pickups. Yes, I did actually say my pick. 
And uh, that will be it from us today for Behind the Mask. A little bit of outro here. Cam and I will be having the first call on Impact's radio station. I'll be on play-by-play. Cam will be on color. And Jake will be in there, too, writing. I'll be there for moral support. Yes. Uh, yes. We get the whole. This is the first time we've had the whole squad since last year. Yeah, so. since since the overtime loss <sighs> in, the, in the Big Ten playoffs. So. Yeah. I'm I'm just gleaming right now. I'm just smiling from cheek to cheek. I'm I'm excited. So you guys when, can. When, when would be the last time we had the whole the whole squad actually at mine? Because I mean the never the Big Ten playoffs was us in the never. conference we've room over here. We've never had was, we've never had all the boys at mine. I was saying I think Hattie was Hattie with you two. Never us three. I don't. No, think. we've never had a full we've never had a full pod at a game before. Which no. you know we may need to may need to text a certain fallen Next. soldier and see if uh. Next episode, they can get some. Next episode, tickets. live from Mun, do live post game reactions. <laughs> live post game. Oh, that'd be Mun. sweet. Live that, pod from Mun. That would actually after kind of Michigan fun. State stops Ferris seven to zero. Now that would be insane. That's, that's not. That's happening. bold cotton. <laughs> that's Let's see happening. how that go- works out for you. <laughs> yeah, the first game of the split, I predicted Michigan State seven zero. No, that's not happening. Okay, so without further ado, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening to episode seven, season ten of Behind the Mask from myself. Jacob Sitson and Cameron McLaren, thank you so much for watching. We'll be back next week to wrap up the Ferris series and talk about some uh, Wisconsin hockey coming up. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.